Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network Podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. Uh, if you haven't, go check out the improvnetwork.org. Um, there's all sorts <laughs> of resources there. And uh, you can make yourself a profile. You can make a troop profile, teacher profile. Yep theater festival profile, all, all sorts of stuff. There's also blogs and interviews. Uh, there's an archive of the live stream videos as well as the uh, mini lecture videos uh, under the improv FAQ tab there. And a friendly reminder that uh, you are uh, at this moment likely watching us uh, either on YouTube or Facebook, um, the Facebook improv network group page or the improv FAQ YouTube channel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we are also a podcast, so you can uh, subscribe and get the audio only from these streams uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. 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 Put us in your ear. <laughs> Keep us in your ears. Um, in your ears. <laughs> also, just as a upkeep slash announcement, I guess, um, keep an eye out for a post uh, we're going to be looking for volunteers to join the Improv Network team. Uh, mostly what we're looking for is people to help out with the education arm of the Improv Network, um, such as helping out with this show and uh, doing some promo and uh, guest booking and uh, scheduling and things like that. And uh, also some other just odds and ends stuff that the Improv Network could uh, use some help with to make uh, this awesome organization um, as 100% uh, everything it can be. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll be a little submission form that will drop on the uh, Facebook page group and um, other <clears throat> relevant places. <laughs> See, this is why we need the help. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to that sentence like, oh, I could nail that. Sign up. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Keep an eye out for it wherever. You know, yeah. think of where you might expect to see it and let us yeah. know where that is and we'll put it there. <laughs> We're taking suggestions. <laughs> where would you like to see a post about interning? Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, any other uh, housekeeping stuff we need to go over, Bob, before we get to our guest? Uh, no, I think we're good to go because uh, I'm excited for this guest, so I, I just want to get to it. Yeah, we have uh, one of our favorite people to have on the show. Our recurring uh, guest slash co-anchor um, is joining. You know her from being on the show, and also she's the founder of uh, Improv on and off the stage. Uh, please welcome Shannon Stott. Oh, oh there oh, she there is. is. <laughs> Came on audio only. I did it. No, I am here. I'm here. I am here. We are here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Shannon. How are you doing? I'm so, I'm so well. Always glad to be here. Love actually being here. It's my, it's how I like to spend my Sundays. If I'm going to spend a Sunday, oh, this is, this is the way to do it. Well, to compliment a compliment, you made my week because I really enjoyed your movement video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen this, James? No, no, no. What is it? You got to get on the gram, son. I know. Get I on do. The, I'm not, not really. We're talking about <laughs> movement. We're talking about putting things in your bodies. We're talking about releasing emotion. This is what we're talking about at Improv on and off the stage. What are you guys? What are you guys taking suggestions about over at the Improv Network? How, how to how to put a volunteer submission form? Or where? Or where? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is something you find in your kitchen? Uh, oh a volunteer submission form. Thank you. At <laughs> <laughs> least it wasn't spatula. Appreciate it. Let's go. <laughs> um, awesome. So, uh, yeah, well, honestly, so, so, uh, is, is the, um, <clears throat> just so we know, is that video on your uh, personal page or, or is it like a, the yeah, improv on and off like page? Instagram, uh, Improv On and Off is the Instagram page uh, for Improv and On and Off the Stage. So if you go over there, that, that video's there. There's one, I think there's actually a movement video on YouTube, not on TikTok, because I'm on TikTok now. Wow. I, I'm up with the TikToks. 
You and uh, my cement guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm trying I to also work. believe I, I reshared it on our uh, Instagram feed. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, That's how friends do. When friends That's, make something cool, share that. Share it. Share I'm proud it, of us. It. Yeah, I we're doing good work. We, you are. We are. We're all doing. We're all trying to do. This and thing. if you're interested in doing good work, look for that intern submission form. It's in your junk drawer or trunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your grandma's attic. I don't know. <laughs> it's also your favorite lyric. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes I think in your brain, you're like, please, please get to the content now, Shannon and Bob, please. Yeah, I'm always looking. I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's my job is I got I to gotta rein it in. You, you two keep it lively and, and unpredictable. <laughs> that's what unpredictable looks like. <laughs> that's going to be James first TikTok. Oh, be unpredictable. You don't know where my hands are going. And they, yeah. Um, let, let it, let's do get to yes. the topic though. <laughs> what, what is it let's that you do. Like talk, we're talking about today? Right. So, uh, uh, apologies to anybody who, uh, caught the montage title. Uh, we were, I, I threw it on there as a, as a, uh, placeholder, uh, but we changed, made a last minute audible, um, and we'll talk about some montage tips in a future episode. But, uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, what to do with a quote unquote bad student uh, in an improv class. Um, and so uh, this is something that uh, the two of you actually um, were uh, looking to talk about. And um, so I, I suppose, how, how are we, how are we defining in, in these quotes, a bad okay. student? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's some things. Uh, here's some things. I want, I want to like break up some categories maybe about what bad student looks mm -hmm. like, especially from, like there's a perspective of the instructor and then there's the perspective of the student themselves, right? So in the three like sort of genres that come to mind are one, the, the student who is literally like only there for laughs, right? They, for some reason, they're not necessarily there to work as a team. They're not necessarily there to uh, get better at comedy. It's like, it's they, at least they come across as like, I am here because I am funny. And I was told a million times, I'm so funny. I should take an improv class. And now I'm here and I get to say <laughs> bleep bleeps and bleep bleep and bleep bleep. I get to say all of those things anytime mm -hmm. I want. And they bleep they, bleep. Student. Yep. <laughs> Right, because I'm assuming we can't bleep things out. Uh, oh, you can bleep. swear on the podcast, <laughs> but you know they're there to be like racist, sexistist. They're they're just there yeah. to be. Yes. So, yeah. but they think it's funny in the right. in the form of comedy. All right, so there's that there's that person. Then there's the person. Oh, now I've lost all the other one. But then I'll the last one. person is <laughs> the last person is uh, the the student who is trying their hardest. They really are trying to yeah. understand the concepts, but somehow, some way, whether it's the group that they're in or the instructor, uh, they are not succeeding. People don't like to play with them. People, um, yeah, in general, people don't like to play with them. And they are difficult to teach because this, the instructor becomes frustrated for some reason. There's a third one in there in between. It's like the person who's just there for laughs, the person who's like, uh, and that guy. But I don't know. I got one for you. Uh, the student who doesn't want to be there at all, it's rare. Uh, but it feels like, is this court ordered? Why are you in this like, class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get up. You don't want to be silly. You don't want to be, you don't want to be in the scenes. Like just, but shows up to every class. I, I, There's, I feel like if, I wish I had like a chalkboard because I feel like that person has a, has a, like a stem, you know, it's like, they either are there because they are getting something out of just being around people. Okay. Or there's there's something happening that that person is always such an interesting person. So anyway, let's talk let's talk about these groups. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I suppose uh, this is a relevant comment too, just to, to kind of frame things is that um, Facebook user, somebody I suppose on the, oh, uh, uh, the group it, page. I, I'm on the Facebook page so I can see who's posting. This is from our buddy, Kurt. Good. Put him on blast. Hi, Kurt. Okay, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt says in my field, students fall into two categories. Those that know that they don't know and those that don't know that they don't know. Uh, we just say that tends to be true with improv students. And I think that is sort of um, a way, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, that's that's an interesting way to, to frame a couple of these categories, too, because I think that um, uh, the people that that are, you know, the student type that you're talking about, Shannon, that is just coming in selfishly to be funny and self edify and just kind of show off or, or whatever it is, I, I think is definitely somebody that. Uh, maybe either thinks they know what comedy is or thinks they know what improv is and, and, and doesn't, they just have a misunderstanding of, of what they're supposed to be doing or, or whether, <laughs> whether uh, improv is a place for them to do what they're trying to do. Um, right. And yeah. then there's the, the type of student that is like doing their darndest um, and just not grasping it for whatever reason. Um, I would say typically knows, well, maybe, maybe like half the time <clears throat> those types of students will uh, know that they're having a hard time and they're like, I'm going for it and I'm trying, I'm just having a hard time. Uh, and sometimes mm -hmm. uh, it is really just like, okay, I don't know what I don't know. Um, and I'm not sure why it's not working. And sometimes I feel like it is, but then afterward, uh, everyone's kind of like, did you see what you missed there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I think that that is an interesting way to frame it as, as people who um, aren't aware of what they don't know or what they're misunderstanding about the, the craft of improv. And there are mm -hmm. people who uh, do know and are, are struggling, um, you know, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into talking. What, what do we do? Let's go with like the people who let's start with this uh, up the top, like the people who are just there for their self indulgence. Uh, so they, and if, if we're using those sort of two categories, that, that student who comes in, they think they know, they think they know what's going on, what comedy is, what they're good at, what's funny. Uh, and so they're just pushing that agenda. What do, what do we do with that student? Yeah. Cause that can be frustrating. Cause to me, these are also the same students that when you give them a note, like a sincere, like thoughtful note, they push back like, nah, I'm like, Okay, well, I mean, again, this is your art. I'm not gonna push my. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to make a cookie cutter Bob. Uh, this is just how I see things. Uh, to me, this is as a director. I think the best way to communicate what I thought your thought was, mm -hmm. but you don't want to listen to the the guy you're paying to instruct you. Cool, oh. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Go, go ahead, Shane. I I think. One of the things that I'd, I'd love to talk to both of you about is the when a student comes in, what mm -hmm. the purpose of the class is, right? So what what it what is the theater trying to teach? What type of student are you trying to uh, release into the world? And how is this student pushing against that agenda? Because I think if you can, if you can clearly outline what it is that the class is meant for, by the end of this class, if you tell your students, by the end of this class, you will be able to uh, work together and come up with a cohesive scene that involves everyone. Uh, and what you're finding is this one particular student, all steamrolls and talks over and, 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 then you have... I feel like you have more uh, ground to stand on to tell that student, listen, think what, what you're doing. Awesome for you. It's awesome. You go out into the world, my girl, like go and do it, but you can't do it here. You, right. the, what we're trying for is something that you're not trying for. And, you know, I even like hesitate to say, go out into the world and do it, especially when it's the people who you're like, oh, no, I don't, I wish right, you right. never say that again. You and your character should not be having those thoughts. <laughs> right, right. But if you don't, if you don't have an idea of where your class, what your class is, what the purpose of your class right. is, what the reason or what the thing is that you want your students to learn, then it's going to be much more difficult to kick out that person or to address 
that particular student. Banish them. Yeah. <laughs> Into the um, improv wasteland. I no really, <laughs> yeah. I agree a hundred percent, Shannon. And honestly, I think that like um as as a umbrella solution, that's probably the biggest uh thing that 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 uh can we can apply to like everything that we might talk about in this conversation is just like, right. if you have a clear mission statement and uh, set expectations, then it's easy to draw back to something uh, objective, you know? Um, and, and that really like just at the outset was what I had in mind is, is um, you have to be able to, as a teacher to describe objectively what the goal is in, in some terms that uh, can be understood by everybody. Um, and you might have to redefine it so that it makes sense to individuals who are not seeing the or, or getting getting the clarity on on the goal. But that if you can do that, mm -hmm. that's the big thing that that I think will get people to um, either understand that, that that they maybe are looking for something out of improv that isn't necessarily what improv is. Um, maybe they're looking for sketch or stand up or mm -hmm. um, or. or to start a podcast <laughs> um, or, and then, and then for Kurt's framing, you, that's how you let people who don't know that they don't know, know that they don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. What about these, what about the pushback? I, I, now I'm playing that person, right? You, so you do the thing, you say, oh, look, Shannon, uh, it's it's so what you're doing in here is your own brand of comedy. It's so cool, but honestly, it's not fitting in with what we're doing. And when Shannon, when I say, oh, oh, well, I didn't know, like, t I, I want to do what you want me to do. I really want to be here. I love I love the people in this class. Like, it's really cool. Um, just tell me what to do. And then you go and you do, but they're still not doing it. So how do we take care of that, Shannon? Yeah. To me, that's like the same student who you have to remind, you have to say yes. Yeah, stop denying. It's uh, teaching an old dog new tricks, if you will. Um, and getting them comfortable with adjusting their, their comedic point of view. And that's that's hard, you know, because they've they've probably been doing it. I always call it the 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 the, the funny at work people. Like this always gets a laugh at work. How come it doesn't get a laugh on stage? Uh, different get different context. Um, yeah. And honestly, with those people, I I try to break it down as is my job isn't trying to teach you how to be funny. People are just mm -hmm. generally funny. This is more about communication and listening and, and like you said, working together. This is comedy by committee rather than uh, is you doing what you do and it not working doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. It's just not working as a group project rather than, mm -hmm. uh, you know, your book report. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. want to put a just a little, uh, I just want us to remember yep. the words comedic point of view. What? Is Bob a genius? No, I'm a parent heard that before. <laughs> Comedic point of view. I Because the thing is, in what I've been saying in these, uh, just like, oh, you're, you're doing great. Yeah, what you're doing is cool. Uh, you shouldn't say those words. You shouldn't say those that those things to a person. I don't feel, but the the term, you know, your comedic point of view is different than ours. Yeah. Is so much more uh, on point, right? Because what you're not saying is I don't like it, right? Yeah. And, and you're also not uh, pumping that person up. You're not um, what. Tell, telling them that it's good, right? Well, what smoke I smoke up their butts. Yeah. Right? Gosh, James. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow, now we got Rain James in this episode. Oh. <laughs> God, James. Jeez. <laughs> but it's really, it's important because when, it's important that when you release somebody or you tell them your comedic point of view is not ours, when yeah. you're doing that work, that 
you don't say the words, you know, yeah, you're really cool. You're hilarious. But you, this place probably isn't for you because when they do, when that person goes to James's class and it's like, well, Shannon Stott told me I was hilarious. And then James calls me and is like, hey, you've got some dinkus in here talking about you. You sent him to me, you know. And so as a, as a community of teachers, we have to be careful of who we, how we talk to students as they travel, right, as they go through their journey in improv. And yeah, just how we talk, how we talk to them, who re- how we release people into the world and how we speak to them so that we can keep each other sort of abreast of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh huge too, is, is being on the same page as um, a group of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think every theater needs to have like the, the most strict handbook. Um, but uh, I think that it's, so helpful to have at the very least those questions um should be simple enough to answer is is yeah how what what is the goal for what type of improviser performer actor we want to put out into the world you know by the end of each class term uh, and by the end of a program uh and then how are we going to treat and approach people um you know what what is our our uh our, our philosophy on, on, yeah, how to, how to engage with uh, students when they do or don't um, fit with what our mission statement is. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I, oh, this is blasphemous. Okay. I'm going to say some blasphemous things here. (laughs) Let's do it. What happens when the teacher is wrong? It's happening. It is true. I, I mean, we've all gotten bad advice. From from people and from people with the best intentions, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, again, I, I, I it's going to come back to like if the, as long as the theater has for its program objective goals and expectations, um, you know that's going to include the how the teacher should be uh, behaving and engaging. Um, so yeah, I, I think what's tricky is is that um, there there isn't an easy way to um review that you know I, you, you really how do you how do you guys feel about like uh people sitting in on on classes to observe and stuff do you do you feel like uh you know if, if an artistic director or owner of a theater sits in um uh, i think personally that, that that's a good way to, to just kind of like get an insight on things but um it you can only you, you might get that for like one class and and do you two feel like does it, does it like change the vibe? Do people get nervous? Do you get nervous if you're being observed? Mm. Um, you know, can you play freely and do the the thing you're there to do if if it's like being audited? <laughs> huh. uh, I don't know. I, I honestly, I I probably not because I know what I do, and most most I don't really judge on content unless it's so out of bounds, like like everything that Shannon brought up at the beginning of this pro, uh, audio, uh, episode. Uh, yeah, like the obvious. The I basically use the new friend at a dinner rule. Um, <laughs> but, but most of my, especially like in advance, it's mostly it's communication and stuff like that. Like how come? Uh, why are you? Why as? I, the audience member, not understanding what you're trying to put out, uh, and can you explain what you were doing? And maybe as a group, we can figure this one out together. Uh, okay, sorry, I went on a tangent. But anyways, uh, if PJ were to sit in, I'd be fine with that. I'd, I'd feel maybe a little bit weird because maybe the class thinks something's going on. But other than right, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what did Bob do? Like, I didn't do anything. He, He's just making sure the product he's putting out is good for the theater that he owns. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like the thing is that if you do, if we take that that idea of like the theater having an idea of what kind of student they want to put out, and if we take uh, acting improv seriously as a business, right? You want yeah. to know what your instructors are doing. You do hire your you you do hire your instructors. See, that's an interesting thing. Sometimes teachers get hired without like 
with they just sort of sneak in there. Yeah, like, right. you, know, they, yeah. you know that you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like teachers Absolutely. like, oh, I'm teaching yep. now, and <laughs> nobody the one, like the one that the other teachers like. What is going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, and it's fine, but usually it's fine. But as a business, it's true. Like you, one should be auditing one's teachers. One should be going in there and just seeing like what the vibe is. And as a teacher, you should be able to say like we we ha- hold ourselves to these standards. We are getting off on a tangent, y'all. But anyway, mm-hmm. we hold ourselves uh, to these standards and we're just trying to make sure that we are putting out the product that we should be putting out. At the end of the day, are we all uh, unified in the message that we are telling our students? Mm-hmm. So, And then to get us back on, if right. we are all unified in the message that we're telling our students, when, when the student comes up that's like not getting that message we can all look at each other and say did you tell him always enter stage left it's true i told him always enter stage left always enter stage left and he just pops up from behind stage stage right all the time while he's out of here out i tell you (laughs) yeah that is the worst student stage right mike i don't like that guy (laughs) Uh, no but i want to go back to what if your in- instructor is wrong? Uh, I do like to tell, and I think as an improv instructor, if you're good, you're good enough to know that you're not perfect. You're not the guru. You're not the gatekeeper of improv comedy. Uh, you you just have a little more stage time than anybody else in the class. And quite possibly, there might be someone who's just naturally talented in there and better than you, or mm-hmm. or see something or have a life experience that um, that you you know, have an experience and, and their, their comedic point of view might be different from yours. I, uh, give me this one. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long one. Yesterday, Natalie and I, my girlfriend, Natalie and I went to the DIY do it yourself festival. And there are many tents there. 90% of that stuff. I am not interested in buying, but every tent was full of people buying that stuff. If I was an art director and only let the stuff I liked into the DIY festival, there would only be like four tents and not much of a festival. I'm a little more loose with my comedy, but like just that thing, like the point of view isn't the only point of view. So when you're instructing, that is not your job to create a mini me. Your job is to unleash that, that person into the world, the best version of them as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to poke that even more. And Go for it. Yeah, uh, for instructors to realize that even cultures, right? Culturally, what is funny uh, in different cultures, in different languages, in different just backgrounds, whether you have two parents that are the same gender, two parents at all, or, you know, whether whatever, whatever it is that you're coming from, how you present in class, what you find funny uh, may look different from uh, anybody else in class. I had a student who was, I don't even know, who was fat, I think fat, who was fat, right? So she would, she would term herself as fat and she would fall all the time on purpose for the, for comedic relief. Right. And it was so interesting because she was comfortable doing it and it was hilarious to her in context. Honestly, it was funny. It was, it was funny, but the students were so we the students were so taken aback they were concerned really for her safety that they couldn't get over the fact that she looked to be putting herself in harm's way and that was hard for me to diagnose it was hard for me to yeah. like navigate because on the one hand and i think we did maybe they that class did like two showcases and in every showcase she did the same thing and the audience thought it was hilarious the audience was yeah happy so it was really interesting for me 
because people came, my, the students, other students would come up to me and say, you know, I just feel I don't want to be on stage with her because if she falls, then what if she hurts herself and I have to pick her up? Like I, you know, I, at the, what, what do I do? What, what do I do? They were so concerned about themselves. Uh, and they were also concerned about her that they couldn't find her brand of humor joyful. And that was really interesting to me. It was just an yeah. interesting paired. And she took those two classes and then she split. So like, I didn't even have the, <laughs> there she was gone. Um, but there are things, there are she things found a like- theater that was all pratfalls. <laughs> Oh, oh, she sounds like she would love a clown class. And the, yeah, yeah, man, like going so full Chris Farley. That's dope. I, you know, she was good at. She was good. She was in general, like her whole shtick, her whole yeah. like her like her verbal comedy, also very funny. But I think that there is a not tendency, but there is a, an awareness that uh, instructors need to have so that they can they can really gauge, they can really look at their students and see, okay, what am I looking at here? Am I looking at a cultural difference? Am I looking at something that I'm not understanding? Is Or is this person truly just being a dingus? Yeah. Can I say dingus? What is, I'm gonna yeah, we're going to have to bleep that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one time you don't say bleep or bloop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, streamer just popped up. They are upset. <laughs> I I can't remember where I picked this up, um, but uh, at some point I was taking a workshop and and uh, the instructor was talking about um, you know we want to have physical safety and emotional safety, uh, and we want to have safety for ourselves and for the audience mm-hmm. um, in, in both of those ways. So uh, you know. I think that, especially in a class, the, the the other students are sort of half audience, right? Because like mm-hmm. we're all learning, we're all watching each other um, exercise these concepts, and so that's uh, that was something valuable to me. That that like anytime something like that comes up that you're describing, Shannon, where where it's like mm-hmm. it's like I, I I see that this person is not uncomfortable or harming themselves but we're worried about it <laughs> like mm-hmm. um so so that's something that that can uh, sometimes help frame things and and then it becomes like okay well if this um student is if, if we're like if we're like hey you know we, this like the physical comedy that you're doing is is like it is effective and uh Again, not not blowing smoke up anybody's ass, but but like but like I, I see that you are comfortable doing that and I, that it is funny. But right. like just for the safety of the class and as we're all learning, we, we just uh, maybe hold back a little bit so that we don't worry about your actual physical safety because that's kind of jarring mm-hmm. for for us uh, in the learning environment to um, uh, to be able to you know feel feel safe. <laughs> I, I I agree with you, but I also d- disagree with you. In a way, like, is there a way we can make this comfortable? Let's talk as yes. a class. Yes. If this is their idea. Like, if this is a class about if someone has an idea, we're supposed to s- support and build from it. And this is her idea of falling. What would make you comfortable? You know, we have to fight fear. We have to be comfortable without uh, with being uncomfortable. Is there a way we can do this where you guys as a group will be cool with it? And let's have that conversation. What is the fear? If the fear of she's going to get hurt, well, she knows herself. And if she's an adult who wants to do this action, you know, and feels comfortable and we've all witnessed her do it a, a bunch of times, right. we should be comfortable. If, if it's something, your your own personal safety, that's a different conversation. Let's have that conversation. Is there a way she can do it where you would feel safe? If, if it's proximity or you don't want it to be in scenes, if she's going to put do that move because it seems to be her go-to, cool. Also, why is this always your move? Yeah. You know, like I've seen two shows with you and you've done it twice. That's right. awesome. But don't be a one trick pony that always does the same move. Why don't you hold that for when you get into the big leagues? Yeah. 
I I agree. I agree that there is a there is a con- there are two conversations there. There is a conversation that you have with the person, right? And there's a conversation you have with the class. I want to say if you are watching out there and you're the person who's like, well, Shannon said falling is okay for everyone. Falling equals being racist, sexist, or otherwise annoying. No. <laughs> uh, they're not the same because what Bob is talking about, what you're saying is true. That that particular thing is a harm, I guess, or is a thing that is happening to that person, right? They right. are they are falling. They are doing whatever it is. If you are taking something else out into the world and out that's making people uncomfortable because it's directed at them, and you said it like if it's your safety that you're concerned about or your feelings or your whatnot, now there's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do. I want. Okay, so I want to take us into talking about the the other tier of people that are out there, right? Who yeah. aren't, I don't want to say they're not getting it. I don't like, I feel like that's I, not- I don't like can, that I, can, can I set like, this up? Cause I, I, have, I, have a, I have an interesting story that I, that I think yes. uh, will oh, yes. frame this. Uh, okay. So, so um, I, I was teaching for a couple of years and um, so I didn't have my, uh, I didn't have my, my mastery of these kind of conversations. Um, uh, and and uh, there was a student. Um, uh, the, uh, the Go Comedy is where I was teaching, and, and we have eight class levels. Uh, there's like four intro and four advanced. Um, and uh, there was a student who uh, I taught twice: in advanced one and advanced four. So basically, the fifth and eighth class. Um, and uh, when, when I had her in the fifth class. Uh, it was very frustrating because she she very clearly did not have an understanding of what we're supposed to be doing um, in improv. Uh, and I, as a as a newish teacher, I I didn't have uh, the my best ways of of uh, describing that. But I was still trying to like connect with her and figure it out and like kind of challenge in different ways. But she and she was earnestly trying to to do what she thought. I was asking, um, but she would get just as frustrated as, as me about like, it's not clicking. And we were like really mad at each other. We were just like, like, there's just this tension of, of like, we're there's two people there. trying to solve the same problems in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I, I think what she, what she was uh, thinking was happening is that um, improv is, is stand up uh, on the fly so that you're supposed to have like go to things in your back pocket and your bag of tricks um, and, uh, be able to access them at, and, and apply them in, uh, improvisational ways at a moment's notice. I, I, you know, that, that's my understanding of what she thought was going on. And I was trying to get her to shake that, um, and truly make things up, you know? And, um, uh, I, I will say by the end of that class, I did not reach or change, uh, <laughs> or give her any, any, uh, sweet epiphany. Um, and uh, you know, she, she went through then to the final um, uh, uh, level where I taught her class again. And uh, by the end of the class, we were doing reviews. Uh, we, we just have like one-on-ones to just like check in at the end of, of each term. And um, uh, she was like, she was like, by, by the way, I now realize what improv is. <laughs> and she was like, and I see what you were trying to tell me back in advance one. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it truly wasn't, she had some epiphany on her own. It wasn't any, any moment or thing that I gave her, but somewhere in between that, that, uh, fifth and eighth class, um, Mm. she, she, some, some flip, uh, switch flipped where she understood what the goal was of, of improv, what the truth is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think she might've also been thinking that like, it, like we is like a magician's group where it's like we don't tell you the secrets in class, <laughs> you know. Like you're gonna graduate, and then we're gonna be like, by the way, it is really stand up. <laughs> like, but but she, but she here's was like, your script. <laughs> but along along the way, I know that she was uh, somebody that like teachers would kind of give a heads up on of, of like, hey, this person's in the class, and they're they're a little tough for the other students to deal with, and we're trying to figure out a, a, the best way to to. Um, uh, get her to get it to click. Um, mm-hmm. but it was amazing because like, not only did she, it, by that last class, when, when we had that conversation, did she have, uh, a, a more connected understanding of, of what the goal of improv was? She seemed like a whole different person. 
Like, mm -hmm. like she, she, the conversation was less frustrated or guarded or defensive. Oh yeah, the um, class was, was fun. Finally, she was laughing about it. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah. She, she was like, I don't know why I thought that that's what we were yeah. supposed to be doing this whole oh. time. And you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it was, it was like, it, it's that type of person that that comes to mind when uh, we talk about this, like person who isn't getting it or person who's yeah. who's in earnest trying, but but it's not clicking. Um, and and what I'm the the broad question that I wonder about sometimes is um, how much it is like that. I think, like I said, I, th I think that, that, that the, the, this epiphany for this student changed her on a personal level more so than just like the comedy. Mm -hmm. So like, I wonder how much it, it is like our responsibility to give it like eight classes worth. That's like a year and a half to yeah. get to this uh, final thing. Or if there should be more like, I don't know if, if there's like a, a a division between like we're doing this at, at, at a more inclusive level to like um, give people the idea and the concepts of improv in the most broad sense. And then eventually there's like a program where it's like we're doing this for performance and you're either, you know, any system like groundlings pass and fail right. or um, UCB's like grading system or uh, Second City like conservatory audition type stuff. Mm. You know, I, I it's just I, it's something I wonder about of, of like how much what what is what is the best way to give that person the value of what you can get by not giving up on someone and by someone not giving up on what improv is without it being um, something that's taking away from the value that other people are getting out of the classes along the way. Well, it's situational because if that person that that even though they're it sounded like that person even though they were frustrated was still listening to you so i'm not yeah, gonna exactly. as long as as long as we're, we still meet up every week and you're doing what you're trying to do and i'm doing what i'm trying to do i ain't gonna give up on you uh because i've had students who who you know like you said like i've had so many students who've had that epiphany moment and i had nothing to do with it but then like almost like at the end of uh the usual suspects they sit at the bottom of the coffee cup and then it all flows back like Bob said this and like came up to me like, oh my God, I, I know the secret. I'm like, yes, I am Kaiser Jose. Uh, cool. Uh, but there are people who I don't think will ever get it because they're not comfortable with themselves. And that's something you can't give to somebody. They have to learn on their own. Uh, but even with that thing going on, they went out and still made something and did something that made them happy. And they call it improv. And who am I to tell them that is not improv? They're I, like, you know, yes. if I was teaching a pottery class, I'm not trying to get you into the Smithsonian or <laughs> Smithsonian. <laughs> That's why I don't teach art and I don't run a DIY. Uh, <laughs> it works, it works. We have, we know, I'm, running with it. I'm running with it. I'm just going. Uh, <laughs> if you make an ashtray and you use it and you're happy, first of all, quit smoking. Second of all, good on you for making <laughs> That's right. Awesome. <laughs> I love I love this, right? Because all right, so one one that one of the next times we all meet, I would love to talk about like therapy, how how improv isn't therapy, but it can feel like therapy, right? right. And that connects to this because as instructors, it feels sometimes if if you, the instructor, get it, like suddenly you realize, oh this person not only doesn't speak up in class they they're not the first person on stage they're not the first person they're not the biggest character whatever it is but they also in their lives you can see like on a social level they are exhibiting their social anxiety on stage you become a a champion for their life if that makes sense, like you're instead of getting on them for bigger characters like or whatever it is, you're saying things like that was awesome. I've never seen you try that before. That seemed like it was out of your comfort zone. Well done. Hey, right. you were the first person to get on stage today. Like, the the focus shifts a little bit and there is something about that type of feedback that I think keeps people coming back. And if they, 
this like eight, it's a year and a half of classes. Like, you know, if they're taking eight of a blockchain of eight, of uh, eight sessions, mm-hmm. then if in the very beginning or it, somewhere, if all the way through you're feeding that part that they are actually there for, they're coming to improv so that they can do something in their lives at some point, their lives shift, which gives them the confidence to reflect that on stage. Whereas so for some people, it's the opposite, right? Like you can get on them for, hey, we told you not to speak over, speak over people. We told you, or I'm telling you, try something bigger, try, you know, and you're absolutely focused on their stage presence, their stage presence shifts and then their lives can shift. Or maybe their life doesn't need to shift, doesn't need to shift. Right. Maybe it's just that they are working on this thing, the, the craft of improv. But if you can, if we can, as instructors, sort of open our eyes, our minds to see sometimes that we are not just improv instructors, right? We're not just there to... Uh, tell people that their <laughs> Bob Newhart impression is crappy. Why would you tell someone that? <laughs> Don't come in here with that, telling people that we're not just there. Put that in the Smithsonian and where it belongs. Your Bob Newhart. Your ashtrays, Bob Newhart. Anyway, but if we're not just there for that. We're there to, we're there to, to, to see what it is that they're going through in their lives without being therapists, but we're there to at least be aware. How about that? Yeah. We're a bit, we're there to be aware that, oh, I see, this person is going through whatever it is. So when I am coaching them, uh, I'm not necessarily on the improv track. I'm on the, well done, you're coming out of your comfort zone. Well done, you were the first to speak. Well done, uh, I'm seeing you change in these ways. I'm seeing how it's reflected. So I think that there's something to be said about that. Um, and then James, to, to wrap that, my rant up, up a little. Um, rant. Yeah, I think, thanks. Uh, <laughs> there, there, yeah, there is, there is value in sticking with that person. If you can be aware of the thing, if you can be aware of that, then there's value to that person. Because, you know, I know both of you have had that, um, that student who comes through, they take all those classes and they have no, they have no want or they to be yeah. on stage. They do not want to perform. They don't want to be an improviser, but yeah. sure as shit, they're just like there every week trying to figure it out. And you've got to be there. You've got to meet them, you know, because they're also bringing value to their own lives. It might not be to the scene it might not be that they're trying to be, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Bob Newhart. They're not trying to be Bob Newhart. No one's trying to be Bob Newhart. I just, I just, I just love, I will, I love that as a note after it's, it's like, Hey, you, you did a great job. You, I mean, you didn't bring any value to the scene, but what you did for yourself there was huge. You're making oh, giant strides. You are like now, the not Bob Newhart. The really, really took a nosedive there, but I, I like what you uh, did <laughs> for you. If <laughs> anybody's interested in taking Shannon's Bob Newhart <laughs> workshop. Give me a call. You don't have to bring value to the stage at no, all. No value is expected right. of you. <laughs> well, so, 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 I guess let me take another angle on it because um, I'm just curious the reality of this. Um, you know, I I think that the my answer for my own question here would be um, that the value of having uh, somebody who's difficult and having these these challenges uh, as a student for the other students in the class is like okay, well you're you're not always gonna. Um, work with people like like it's 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 a uh it's a part of improv that you that, that you're not always going to have things be perfect conditions and go your way so like the more patience you can build um yeah. and it's take that challenge of connecting with somebody even if they're frustrating to do scenes with and it's it's kind of the eye roll of like oh man i gotta get up there with so and so right um you know i i think that that is what i would tell students However, I, I really do think that like I relate to people um, that are 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 like, man, there's just somebody in if especially if you're in like a class group that moves together um, right. from class to class yeah. and and you're like, we all signed up and so and so signed up again and and it's just like, man, 
the feeling that like this one person in a class can make the whole thing less enjoyable or a drag, even if they're sincerely trying and doing their best. Um, I I relate to it. And, and I, and I'm like, is, what is the best solution for that to just like, keep having the asides with these students and be like, you freaking be patient and learn yeah. some humility. You, you sons of guns. Well, <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've been in a room with someone complaining about the other person, how hard they work with. And I'm like, Oh, if I had a mirror, yeah. um, <laughs> so the analogy I always use is, Hey, this is class and treat class like a gym. You're lifting more weight than you need to, to get strong enough to when you get on stage. So when you do play with somebody who is quote unquote easier to play with, it's going to be simple because you did all the work. You're going to have great habits, everything you need to build to be a great improviser. You are learning. So thank that person for, for, for being your extra weight. If it's true, even if it's not true, I I use that, you know, I am on the other side of that. I feel like if depending on how long it's been going on that way, it might, it might behoove, you, you, the instructor, to to say something to the effect of, "Hey, we, we, we want to keep you like I. We're you, your your comedic point of view is not <laughs> <Yeah>. gelling <laughs> with this particular group, but we would love to see what you are like in this group. Like if 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 there's a way okay. to actually have that conversation, yeah. because it may be that the person also is feeling that way." You know, because yeah. I've had I've had students who are like the class is doing the thing and they're like, come on, Bob Newhart, like get it together. Cause that's yeah, BH. But then the other person also is feeling like, wow, like nobody gets me here. Nobody yeah. understands what I'm trying to do. Those types of things. So, yeah, there's something that's to tough. be said about especially if the if you want to keep that person cuz sometimes have you ever had that student where they you're like that that person's hilarious like that person needs to get in cuz no one you can see like no one gets their brand of humor cuz right. it's just their brand and you don't know what to do about it because they're not having a good time the students not having a good time the other people aren't having a good time yeah and it's like almost a, a a tragedy to just let them sort of slip between your like fingers just for the, for the group. So there's gotta be something in there. You have, as a, as an instructor, you have to be aware. Okay. Where did my, what are my options here? Like, do I make the class stronger? Do I put them in another class? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cause I think that, that what's uh, well, I have two things here. One, Bob, I, I, I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, would you say is like the best way to, have that conversation with people if, if, if the advice is that like, Hey, you know, it's like, it's like being at the gym and lifting weights, mm-hmm. you can feel the tension in the room, but like, well, you yeah. know, like, like, I, you're, you're like, you're like, get up, get up here, Bob Newhart. This, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Bob. Hey, <laughs> I understand we all want to be Bob Newhart, but there can only be one. Like, like, do you wait for students to just kind of like come up to you or, or what do you, what do you think is the best way to like, um, soothe that tension, um, when you can't openly talk about it or should you, you know, uh, the, so what I was saying, like, usually when, cause usually the group will have someone come and talk to you about it. Cause that's usually a move. Uh, that's when I do the way thing. Like, you know what, why don't you be cool? And like, part of our job is to make the other person look good. So this is part of your training, you know, to treat yeah. it like that. Take take the challenge and accept it. Um, if it's like, oh, someone's the Bob, Bob Newhart got up and no one's getting up with him because they don't want to play and they're being jerks. I, I got to check that. And if it's Bob Newhart's fault, maybe I got to pull Bob Newhart aside and have a conversation with them. Like, what's going on here? Because sometimes it's not the the comedic pov that's that's making it sometimes it's something that happens socially or you know there there, there might be more to it personally i don't want to get into what's going on in student lives but if it's disrupting the class then it's an unfortunate thing the byproduct of a party foul is is interrupting my class i'm gonna have to nip it in the bud yeah 
Yeah. Well, so, so, but what you're saying is that like, you really got to wait until the, the class by its own nature um, brings it up with you. Right. You, you Unless it's something that's like, Oh, this is, I, this is, this is real line, but it's, 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 yeah. it's stuff that's like, that's, that's tension, but not real um, you yeah. know, threat or danger or, or harm that that is sometimes the toughest to deal with is just like, it's tense and yeah. there's nothing objectively that we can, uh, yeah, call it out, can you know? there's a range. It can be something as simple as like, Oh, the, the six of us have been playing with each other since the first level. And I'm only comfortable with these five people. And then this new person's here and you know, they seem really nice, but I, I don't trust myself enough to be on stage with someone new, you know? Yeah. Uh, so getting them over that, or sometimes it's, you know, something more, I don't know, for lack of a better term, cynical. So then it's like, Oh man, I'm going to call, I'm going to call someone who's got a little more power than me and bring them and we'll, we'll have a, a discussion or we'll have to do something uh, extreme. Um, yeah, yeah. You're coaching. You. We also have to remember that we are talking about an individual, right? We're talking about what happens. The idea, the the blank student, right? That we are talking about that. But we also have to leave room and remember that we aren't necessarily coaching one person, right? Absolutely. When, yeah. Uh, yeah, as as improv instructors, we're coaching a group. We're trying to coach group mind here, gr like yeah. group cohesiveness. So if, if, if what's happening is the group is just like being mean, <laughs> you know, and they're, oh, we've been together for all this time, the five of us, and now there's this new person here. We don't know how to play with them. No, I'm so sorry. Like you're not, unless mm -hmm. you're going to go off and become a troop and leave and you're yeah. no the five of you open your own theater where you're the only performers right. okay then you've got to figure out how this is improv you've got to figure yeah. out how yeah. to bring that person into the scene right uh you've got to bring yeah. that person in bye kurt um but that's Aww. the that's the thing that's what we're doing we are we are coaching a group so it is unfortunate I have to sneeze. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> in the middle of this point? <laughs> oh, Bob Newhart would never have done that in the middle of a point. It's so un-Bob Newhart of you. <laughs> Turn that mic up. <laughs> it's unfortunate that that happens, that one, sometimes we have to focus, our, our focus is drawn to one mm -hmm. person, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's in a good way or a bad way, whatever it is, it's drawn away from the group because at its core in its like beauty improv is really about the group. It's really about how the group is cohesive, moving through a story, telling a story, bouncing ideas off of each other. And we can teach individuals how to work within the group. But if what's happening is the group is just the group is ostracizing a person. That's not what we want. Right. If what's happening is the person is ostracizing themselves because yeah. of something, we don't want that either. So we're trying to figure out really on a macro level, I think, like how the group dynamic is working. I'm like looking down at the group. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> I, I am God and I'm looking you. down at you. But, Puppets. Like, God, <laughs> Newhart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's me. It is I, Bob Newhart. We'll never finish this. But it, like, we're really trying to see the environment, right? Yeah. The mm -hmm. the biology sort of of this moving organism, and whether or not it's possible for each individual to live succinctly within that biology. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Uh, and to, to to piggyback off of that, if I can diagnose what the issue is that's screwing up this group dynamic. I will drop the syllabus and spend a whole day working on it without them know, like, you know, not to get pre to a make sure everybody's comfortable because that's that's the first job, right? This is a safe place. You should be able to, uh, you know, hang your freak flag and let it fly. You know, I I want people to be weird and, and comfortable, and you can't. And some people need to be comfortable to be weird. So that I'm taking care of that first. Um, so I will. 
you know, maybe bring up something because, you know, I've been doing this for so long, something from my past. Like I was just thinking about this other day. I want to work on some stuff. Let's do some exercises mm-hmm. uh, and maybe pick someone who is not the person that everybody's picking on or the odd person uh, mm-hmm. and, and make them like challenge them with screwing up a scene and challenge the rest of them to take care of that person, no matter what they do. And then have a discussion of, you see, one person really can't screw up an improv scene if everybody's taking care of each other. And that's the job. What yeah, I, I, I do like that. Uh, both the, on the, I just like the reminder that um, you're teaching a group, not, not, yeah. not, not just individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll, we'll have to put a pin in this. I, I really, I wanted to um, also talk about the, the, um, like business and artistic dilemma that adjacent to this question, because uh, sometimes you have to figure out with your program, um, you know, if, if you have a student or, or you want to be as inclusive as, as possible. So you don't want to be just like cutting people and turning them away, especially if you're a, a developing uh, community. Um, uh, you, even if you're, even if you wanted to be like, uh, you know, we're going to be exclusive and and right. like everyone, everyone is here for artistic uh, performance reasons. Uh, you might not have the market for it um, to, mm-hmm. to thrive, um, but but typically, what you want from a uh, as an improv theater is to uh, not only um, be inclusive and build community and give people the the gift of improv um, in in not just the performance but the life sense. Um, uh, you also want to build strong performers so that your shows, which, uh, you know, assumedly is, is going to be part of your business model, okay. too, um, are as good as they possibly can be. And so sometimes this this uh, question of like uh, what to do with, quote unquote, bad students um, is like, yeah, how, how do we how do we um, keep growing the people who are excelling at our mission statement as a theater that we want to have end up on our stage um, mm-hmm. and not have them get uh uh, deterred by, by, uh, you know, man, I, 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 if it's not, if the class is not enjoyable because of, um, you know, just be, feeling burnt out on <laughs> the, the gym analogy, then, uh, that can be understandable too. And, and, uh, you know, you want people to, you want to grow the talent pool, you want to grow the community. And so like designing a program, um, again, can be like a, a, a tricky business slash artistic, um, problem to find find a solution to too uh whether it's like you know having audition for tiers of classes or letting people just getting people used to like going back and and take the level one again with a different teacher just you know what i mean but without that feeling like punishment um but uh yeah this is why there are tons of there are tons of jobs in the in theater like and to end on what you said like this idea of like things not being punishment, you, but you said community, right? Mm-hmm. Not every single person in the community is on stage, right? right? We're not, we're not employing actors like upon improvisers, upon improvisers, upon improvisers. There needs to be someone to run the ticket booth. There needs to be somebody to clean up. There needs to be somebody to set up. There needs to be somebody to contact people. Like all of these things, we want you in the community. And if, if you want to be acting in this community, as in on stage, then these are the things. And if that, that's the thing, that's the thing. I don't think that a lot of theaters, I'm going to say it, blasphemy. I don't think a lot of theaters have like actually sticking to their points of what they, their expectations of what the community is supposed to be in their mind's eye. And they don't, and that if they do, it's not trickling down to the instructors, but it needs to be a, a form of understanding when the student goes here, that the teacher is going to say the same thing that this teacher says, that this yeah. teacher says, that this teacher says. So the student can know like, oh, I get it. This community based on boop, 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 isn't for me. Right. That's th- and it'll be easier for all people involved, the student, yes, included, but teachers and faculty to direct that person towards somewhere that they might feel more comfortable. But you said we have to wait to talk about that. So I'll sh- 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 Yeah. Well, um, maybe we'll, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. You guys want to stick around and talk more about it? <laughs> gotta go. We can't all stick around and talk right? more about it. James. Uh, 
do you want to release that next week and we can Heck yeah Heck yeah you know what i'm saying so just, oh, yeah. yeah keep us on keep us on this uh on this track because i think it's really important yeah yeah i i i uh, yeah, because I, I I think I would love to keep talking about it. But one thing that's missing from this conversation is I would love to, to talk to somebody who uh, owns a theater that's that's uh, been around long enough to um, uh, develop and change its curriculums based on some of these uh, topics that we're talking about. Um, so we get a little bit of uh, experience point of view. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great it's a great conversation. And and, and I 100 percent agree once again, uh, Shannon, that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, yeah. theaters don't always do uh, everything they can to um, reinforce whatever their mission statement is, which is not necessarily an indictment of, of laziness or anything like that. It's 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 hard. It's hard to mm -hmm. uh, to keep a, a unified front, um, and that's part of um, you know owning a, any business. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but um, okay, great topic. We'll 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 come back to this uh, question of developing curriculum and and uh, artistic programming. Um, Shannon, anything, uh, we, we plugged your social media at the top. Um, you got some new videos on movement. Um, anything else you want to plug before we let you go? Uh, you know what? I have a Patreon page, people. What? Like, yeah. I know. I took a break. I took a break. I was like, I, you don't want to pay for my break. So I took a break, but Patreon is back, baby. And if you're trying to support female black small businesses, go to my Patreon. Look up In Shannon's that order. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So uh yeah. we'll drop a link for it in the the show description here. Um on the improv network group page, which is where we stream, as well as the improv FAQ YouTube channel. And remember that you can also find this as a as a audio only podcast, uh anywhere you find podcasts. So also check out uh the improv net podcast uh Instagram. That's 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 what's up right now. People Excellent. people are talking. People are checking it out. Oh, I'm gonna check it out right now. <laughs> yeah, friend that. Shannon, yeah, um, thanks so much for joining and and, and uh, as always for a excellent oh. conversation. Yes, of course. I love being here. You know it. Uh, we will catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.